What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Game Time podcast. This is episode number 38. My name is Jet, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Eric. Eric, how you doing today? Doing fine. Doing well. It's the Kurt Schilling episode, episode 38. 38. So, yeah, I mean, we have big past week. Yeah. We talked about it in my IGTV uh, right. podcast recap and preview for this week's coming episode. Yeah. So we'll talk about the games that happened. Talk about the brackets. I'm tied for first. You're in second. Well, tied with probably multiple yeah, others oh yeah. for yeah. second. Then we got to talk also about the games this week, which hopefully will actually be interesting hopefully, games. I mean, yeah, hopefully they're a lot better. I mean, I, we're seeing with a lot of the teams that were in the playoffs this year, especially those two seven seeds and the, the Steelers and the Eagles, probably not deserving of being there. You can make, make an argument for, for other teams probably too that should have been there. Obviously the Chargers, Colts, Dolphins, to name a few, to name a few teams. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully the games are a lot better this weekend. That that'll really it all it can really make up for what we saw last week. But before we get started, Eric, I have a question for you. Um, have you ever been in a in a situation where you didn't know something and then you figured out that thing and then it's just like it's a totally different feeling? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of that throughout my life yeah and and um sometimes figuring out figuring it out on your own it it solves everything it's like it's like a burdens being being released from you and it's like you know there, there's certain things when, once you find the answers to you feel like you could just you know go to vegas you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um we spent the past 30 minutes really trying to before because we're doing a new second segment we're uh, uh, a betting set segment so before that we needed to make sure we understood how Vegas worked, how yeah. money lines worked, how the spread. The, we, we know how the spread works, right. but betting on the spread, yeah. we needed to figure yeah. out. And uh, it took us it took us a little bit. Yeah, full disclosure, Eric and I are not um, gamblers um, in, in sports betting or in, in regards to any betting as, as, as well. Uh, so we just wanted to make sure we get you the right the the facts and all the all the yeah. knowledge in regards to how we what our our favorite bets are for this week and we, we got some help from a few of our betting expert friends <laughs> in Connor P and Aaron Malloy so uh, thanks to them as well they've been on the show before but um, you ready to get this episode started yeah um, we'll save the betting segment towards the end that works so, yeah uh, so we can really get over with the with the other stuff and talk about other stuff that's happened. Um, but the thing is that not a lot happened yeah. during the games. I mean, really, the fa- all the favorites just won. Um, it's in that in the past hasn't really happened for wild card in the wild card. Um, just not very in- like by halftime, you're like, I know who's winning this game. Well, yeah, there there was there technically there was just one upset, but you could argue it really wasn't even an upset. The 49ers beating the Cowboys. The Cowboys hadn't really beaten anyone good all year obviously the 49ers won that game and in a game that the cowboys probably probably hurt themselves um more than they you know um, should have if they really wanted to start off with talking about that that play calling because we were talking uh, about it when it was happening yeah, live yeah and cowboy fans um they want to blame the refs the ref has to touch the ball and, and another thing Dak should know to hand the ball to the ref, not yes. to a center, because you see running backs do that, and you do what you see wide receivers do that. See, 
you see them do that at the end of games. They hand the ball to the ref because the ref has to touch it to make to do the official spot. All right, and you you can't get mad at the ref. The, the ref's not gonna ref's not Tyreek. He can't run down the field right. in two seconds. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think a perfect example of what we've seen the right thing to do is we've seen Larry Fitzgerald time and time again be be the guy that if he gets a reception and is on the ground. He makes sure he gets that ball to the official right away. Um, and I think another thing is, even before that play, running the QB sneak or QB draw, yes. QB run with Dak, probably well, wasn't... that happened. Yeah, that, that happened. Probably wasn't the best play call, but I, I saw this video from um, Dan Orlovsky on ESPN where he kind of analyzed this whole situation. And it, I mean, it really seems like a lot of the players on this Dallas Cowboys offense, their their football IQ is maybe not where it should be. That's that's someone like Dak. And there were also a few wide receivers that were just very lax while they were getting ready for this this next play to begin. They weren't really rushing to the line. Obviously, Dak gave the ball to the center when obviously, even though the ball was in that same spot, the ref, like you said, has to touch the ball before the quarterback. So a lot of a lot of mental errors, it seems like the Cowboys had there. But um, obviously they they hurt themselves and they will be on the couch this weekend. So. Yeah, it, I don't I we saw it live. Um, did not understand that play call. You I don't understand the QB sneak. And but. Dak should have went down earlier. He went down too late. Yes, that's another thing. He yeah. should have went down earlier. Um, and guess in I they were playing the defense was playing the sideline mm-hmm. obviously, because um, Dak was picking up pick them picking them apart down the field by going to the sideline, which is the correct thing to do. But even throwing the ball to the center of the field, all right, is quicker than him doing oh, a QB yeah. draw. Definitely. You probably would have had your two seconds then. Definitely, definitely. So I don't I don't get it. If you if if the play call coming from the sideline is a QB draw, as Dak should have seen that they that the defense is playing the sideline should have audible to their wide receivers doing a quick slant to the center of the field where there was actually nobody. You could have gotten 15 yards. Yeah. You could have gotten the same distance of the run in half the time. Right. Obviously, they they would have done that. Then the next play should have been a hail mary, which obviously that's what they were planning yes. on doing if they had time. Obviously, the chances of that working out are small, but we didn't even get to see it happen. So they they'll never know if they would have converted that hail yeah. mary or not because they didn't have the opportunity to um, try and try and make that happen. But yeah, and and they said, and I think McCarthy uh, said that they've practiced this in their two minute drills. You doing this in practice, you're you don't expect you can't expect you have you can't take into account during practice that there's going to be a defender on you that's gonna slow you up, all right? That the ref is going to have to run twenty yards and then accidentally run into Dak and the center. He's trying to fit into a tiny slot. You can't expect him to do that perfectly. There's a lot of stuff that needed to go perfect. That it just did not seem like a great play call at all. It was just and and honestly, that it shouldn't have even happened to that because uh, it was that fourth and inches. Yeah, and yeah. Garoppolo just just did not even let his lineman Trent set. Williams wasn't set. He yeah, didn't even let. That. You were not in a rush. You were. No, it yeah. was not f- two seconds left when that when he no. made that when he made that motion. You had time. Just look to both sides, make sure everyone's set, and 
we all thought he was going to get it. It was yeah. fourth and it was fourth and an inch, really. It wasn't fourth and inches. It was fourth and an inch. So it shouldn't, Cowboy fans, it, sh- it shouldn't even gotten to that. No. You guys should have just, you guys would have, you guys they, lost. They were lucky it even got to that point, and they they didn't take advantage. Obviously, I mean, I I personally believe that someone needs to be held accountable for that. Whether it's the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, who's actually been getting a bunch of interviews with other teams. I don't know how you, you sit in these interviews now after after that type of play call in a playoff game. Obviously, Mike McCarthy gave the, the go ahead to go ahead with that play call as well. Obviously. A lot of this is on Dak Prescott for for not just you know being being in the moment and understanding what the circumstances were. So there there are a few people to blame, but I think the per- people that we should not be blaming are the refs. No, you can't you can't blame the refs. They did what they were meant to do. I mean, yeah. you can't expect him to be Tyreek running down the field. Um, you can't expect him to fit in between two linemen perfectly, and. And he accidentally tumbled into Dak because they were both trying to get to where they needed to be yeah. at. It, it blame the players for not executing. Blame the coaches for not putting their players in the position to execute. Right, right. So that I mean, that was an eventful end of the game. Yeah. The other eventful game really was the Bengals Raiders game. Uh, a lot of refing mishaps there, to where those refs are no longer going mm-hmm. to be refing a game in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, Jerome Boger and his crew are usually a staple throughout the NFL playoffs. Obviously, looked like they were leaning towards one one direction mm-hmm. in uh, this game. Obviously, the Bengals ended up winning twenty six to nineteen. Um, but one thing, I mean, the Raiders, like they, it looks like they definitely deserve to be here with 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 all the stuff that went on throughout the year. Um, with the new coach came down to the last play of the game. Came down to the last play of the game. They they stuck in there this whole this whole way. Uh, the Bengals look like like they're they're for real. Obviously, they're a very young team, so we'll see if they can continue this run. But um, hats off to the Raiders for the job they did though this year. Yeah, the um, great job. Uh, did you see their head coach? Uh, he had he did handwritten letters to that. all of his that's, every that's player. Amazing. That's amazing that he did that. Yeah, they, you don't Raiders see did, that often. Raiders ever. did yeah. fire their GM, mm-hmm. so we'll get to see the, the maybe now they're just gonna. They're not going to put it on themselves to fire the coach. Right. They're they may put it on the new GM to bring in his new, their new a new guy, yeah, his mean, guy. Yeah, I mean, you you have to like you know acknowledge what what this guy did in in obviously after John Gruden left, he took over and he he rallied his team to the playoffs. Um, you know, more than more likely than not, an interim head coach isn't going to stick around just because, especially now with a new GM, there's probably going to be other options on their radar, but. I think he definitely deserves a, a lot of consideration to definitely stay. Uh, the next game, uh, Saturday night game, <laughs> Patriots-Bills. Uh, we both picked that upset. Uh, we were honestly kind of confident. Yeah. We were. And wow, that was – did you know that was – the f- in NFL history, that was the first game where a team had a perfect offensive performance. Really? They didn't miss a f- – they scored a touchdown on every single drive. They didn't throw an interception. They didn't. They didn't have a fumble. They didn't have a turnover on downs. It was perfect all the way to the to the knee down. That's insane. It, Considering it the defense a, they were playing yes, against, I mean the in the conditions. Exactly. In the yeah. conditions. I mean, this was this was close to this was around zero. Yeah. Zero degrees. And first time in NFL history, not playoff history, NFL history, where someone has. Has a team has had a perfect offensive game, and you could see it. Josh Allen was just picking apart the 
the Patriots defense that was that claimed to be top top tier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, n- not during that game. Based, based off of that game, it looks like the Bills are definitely for even with some of their losses they had throughout the regular season. They they clear they clearly won it bad this year, and obviously their their road isn't going to get much easier with their matchup against the Chiefs. But the Bills were were firing on all on all cylinders. Obviously for the Patriots. Um, we, we had more faith that the defense was going to be able to slow down the Bills' offense. Obviously, it was Mac Jones' first uh, NFL playoff game, so he got a lot, lot to learn from that. But, I mean, I, I think it just shows that may, maybe the Patriots were – their record was a little bit better than what they actually were, like like with a lot of the teams in the playoffs. So, uh, But the, the Bills the Bills definitely deserve to continue on uh, in this playoff. After sure. that performance, absolutely. That Josh Allen proved – himself to be a top end yes, quarterback yes, like definitely. top five possibly i agree I um agree. the game we went we actually was we were able to go yes and it was i'm very grateful for for being able uh to go for different price points different but. price points <laughs> um still grateful that yeah, that we were able to course. go we went to the eagles bucks game um perfect weather yeah her, yes. I could wear jeans and a sweatshirt, and I was feeling comfy. Was nice. was uh, and you don't get that a lot down here yeah. in Tampa. No, I mean there, there was a little rain, but other than that, the the weather the weather was perfect. And um, even even despite some of the injuries the Buccaneers had in that game, which could affect them down the road, they really took care of the Eagles. The 15 points the Eagles yeah. put up that garbage. that was in garbage time. Um, Eagles, you know, it was a good good experience for our young team, and obviously they have a bright future ahead of them, but. Um, the the Buccaneers look good even without all even without some of their key guys. Now, do you think they didn't? Do you, do, do you think that they looked sloppy at all? Um, in in the beginning, I I do think they had a lot of, lot of drops by some of their receivers. I think it was like Tyler Johnson and Brashad Perryman. But um, towards towards the conclusion of the game, that's when they really started to pick it up. Mike Evans and Gronk both both had solid games as well as Keyshawn Vaughn in, in Fournette's absence was Bernard. Bernard was yeah scored he, the first touchdown of the game. He he was out there. Yeah, he was out there. Um but uh hopefully they can get Fournette back this week. That and would, Ronald Jones. Yes, yes. Then him too he was out. That's right. Um because they, they that's a big part of their game is that yes. power running because their pass, their passing game complements their running game. Mm-hmm. It it gives Brady even more time to throw because of the threat of running, and so they they weren't even full strength. And they uh, and they may, I mean, they are missing Chris Godwin. But if they get Fournette and Ronald Jones back against the Rams, they may not look sloppy. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be even more key because the Eagles got to Tom Brady a bunch of times due to the fact they the Bucks were missing Tristan Wirfs. Yes, he they're, got injured during the game. They're all pro, I believe, left tackle, right tackle, right tackle. My bad. Um, so that that'll be, I think he was in a boot after after the game. So it will be very interesting to see uh, what his status is in this game because obviously going up against a Rams defense that has Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller. Miller. I mean, that's if you don't have your key guys on on the O line, Tom Tom Brady's gonna either have to get rid of the ball quickly, or or this this could be one of those upsets we see this week. Yeah, uh, we talked about the 49ers Cowboys game. Uh, the next game, Steelers Chiefs. Uh, this was ugly yes. for the first five possessions of both teams. There was ten punts, I believe, before the first point was scored. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers. I mean, first quarter 
was like unwatchably bad. The Steelers kind of played the game that they needed to. They mm-hmm. needed to yuck it up, yeah. and they did. But you can only yuck it up for so long. Right. Big Ben has to perform, and obviously yeah. he can't perform because yeah, of how old he was. That, that was the biggest thing for the Steelers. If they if they were able to hold the Chiefs, which they did for the beginning of the game, they had to put up points, and they didn't do that. Um, obviously, T.J. Watt and that Steelers defense, they they did all they could. But when you have Patrick Mahomes and, and that that explosive offense, when you have Travis Kelsey even throwing touchdowns, they they are definitely a hard team to beat. Yeah, not I mean not much. The next game, even less to talk about. This game was over by the first quarter. The Rams yeah. Cardinals. It yeah. was twenty one nothing after the first quarter. Kyler Murray looked like a guy that was playing in his first playoff game for yeah, sure. Absolutely. He didn't, he didn't even look like he uh, was was the Kyler Murray we saw for most of the season. It was uh, definitely especially that one throw he made in the in the in his own end zone. That obviously ended up being a pick six. Yeah, I mean, congratulations, Matthew Stafford. You won your first ever playoff game, finally. Finally. Uh, Longest amount of games played before winning a playoff game. Yeah. So, congratulations. Uh, You're going up against the GOAT now in the divisional round. So, let's get right into that. Uh, What would be your – there's one obvious one that is – I guess we can lead off with it. The Bills-Chiefs game, that is the most – that is the most anticipated game, Definitely. possibly of this entire playoffs, even possibly the the Super Bowl. Yeah. Maybe it's a shame we couldn't get that as another AFC Championship game, but unfortunately, that's just how the uh, playoffs worked out this year. But yeah, that that game is. Uh, I mean, the line right now is Kansas City minus one and a half. Um, it's it's a pick me game either way. The the bill. I mean, honestly, I I, w- I won't be surprised if the Bills win, even though they are not the favorites in this game. I get playing in Kansas City is a, a very tough place to play, but based off that performance from the Bills, the complete game. Eric mentioned all that, all the history they broke in that game. The Chiefs started off slow, and if they start off slow against the Bills. You can have a totally different story than starting off slow against the the Steelers, the so, Big Ben led Steelers, <laughs> Big Ben led Steelers. Who that he, I mean, he celebrated his retirement in that game. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Yeah. So. Um, this this is a very close game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes finally did turn it on. I mean, he threw for five TDs on uh, his own, mm. along with Josh Allen. Um, it's just Josh Allen did it throughout the entire game. Right. Uh, now. The Chiefs' defense could be better than the the Patriots' defense mm-hmm. this week. Um, obviously, the Chiefs' defense completely shut down Big Ben. That's not saying much, but still, you shut down Big Ben for five straight possessions without yeah. let the, letting them even score a field right. goal. So that's worth something. So so and and the Chiefs' defense has been good of as of recent. So it could be a little bit more problematic for Josh Allen. It, I don't really know who I would. It's I'm gonna tough. pick here. It's really tough. Do you know? Because oh, in in my bracket, I have the um, the Chiefs winning this matchup. Um, I believe you do as I do too. You do as well. Um, but I'm gonna change it up a little bit. I don't. I don't. I don't think the Chiefs get it done in this one. Just because it's that that game against the Patriots, the, the Bills really, really showed me that. Maybe this is their year, and they've had trouble against the Chiefs in the playoffs in the past. But, I mean, in the beginning of the season, we, we weren't sure if we were going to see the same Chiefs team ever show up. Obviously, they did towards the end of the year. But I just I just have a feeling that the Bills are going to pull one out, and it's going to be an, it's going to be at Arrowhead. But I, I think they, they find a way to get the job done. 
really, I, I'm going to have to stick with my original pick with okay. the Chiefs, um, just mainly because it's at Arrowhead. Uh, I don't. It's it is worrisome how the Chiefs could just not get it started. Mm-hmm. I T.J. Watt is a game destroyer. Yeah. He really is oh, all yeah. by himself. And and the Bills, but the Bills don't really have that. No, they don't have T.J. Watt. No. at no. any position. No, so it's it's that it's going to be an offensive game. We love offensive games. I'm going to have to stick with the line of minus one and a half. So I I would stick with my original pick in the Chiefs. Uh, the next. Most anticipated games probably also on Sunday. I would have to say. Yes, I agree. Uh, I, I will. I don't. There's one game I wish was re- was switched. The Saturday games. I wish those were switched. Mm-hmm. I agree but with that. Sunday, I'm fine with. Yeah. Uh, last week there were a few. It didn't even matter. All the games were were blowouts. <laughs> were, yeah, um, but the Rams Bucks games here in Tampa, maybe. Maybe I'll be fortunate enough to <laughs> to be able to go to that yeah. game. Yeah, that would, that, would um, be, that would be great. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay's. Minus three. Rams looked good. Rams looked good. Last time these two teams played, the Rams won. That was in um, L.A. Uh, this, is an- this is another tough one. Not Another tough one to pick. However, I, I'm going to stick with my original pick here, say the Bucks win, just because I, I can't see Tom Brady losing to the same team twice in one year. Especially, even, even with all the injuries the Bucks have right now, I get it's going to be very hard to slow down guys like Aaron Donald and Von Miller on that defensive line. But I think Tom, Tom Brady has done a lot with less, and I think he does that same thing again. And this game is in Tampa, so I like the Buccaneers in this one. The Rams look very, very good, and the Bucks did not look the best at the beginning. So it's similar to the other game. Is if you get off to a slow start, it's hard to come back. Yeah, because these this is the cream of the crop now. Yeah, I mean this oh, is yeah. after all these games. I want to I, I want to go through a power ranking. Okay. of like who's who's one, who's eight, right. in your in your honest opinion. For me, I I'm I'll stick with my original pick too. Uh, Brady, I my pick theme was revenge. That's right. So I gotta stick with the revenge. Yeah. Brady, I you can't bet against Brady. So um, give me the Bucks to win. I um, I the I think they'll cover. Yeah, I, do I, I think they'll cover too. Another thing I want to point out is like we were both at the game. I mean the crowd was electric, and that game wasn't even close. I can only yes. imagine what it's gonna be like in in a game where it's probably gonna be a lot more closer. I think with with I think the home field advantage is going to play a big part, and I think that still the Bucks are gonna win. So. Yeah, uh, the next most anticipated game is probably the Bengals Titans game. Yep. That's at four o'clock on Saturday. Um. Ban- uh, Titans are favored by three and a half. Do you think that's a little small? I do. I do think it's small. Um, Vegas obviously has a lot of faith in a very young Bengals team that, yes, they're, they're probably one of the hotter teams in in um, the NFL to close down the regular season and into the playoffs. But um, we're expecting to see Derrick Henry return for the oh, Titans. He just, he just made it through a practice, a, a contact practice, and he and – he, should look like he's good to go for this Saturday matchup. This big, big playoff matchup. Obviously, the Titans are the one seed, but it looks like they're going to be back to full strength, especially with Julio and A.J. Brown on the outside. I just think it's too early for the Bengals to really to advance to an AFC championship game, and I feel like the Titans could could make a lot of noise in the playoffs this year. Absolutely. Um, it's really the Bengals' defense that um, – Titans' defense has been playing well. Yeah. 
before the season started, we were everyone was worried about their very defense. Worried, yeah. Very worried about their defense. Their defense has actually helped them win been a reason why they've been winning games and earned that top seed exactly. since Derrick Henry and AJ Brown have been out the majority of the season. Yep. So it's really both offenses are prolific. You we like Jamar Chase, Derrick Henry, um T. Higgins, T. Higgins, Tyler Board, Julio, AJ Brown. Yes, exactly. It's a lot, a lot of fire. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was like fourth on the Bengals list, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I think this comes down to who has the better defense, and I have to go with the the streakier defense right now, and that and that's the Titans. The Bengals defense has not has been their weak link all mm. season. Um, they, I just don't think they could win in a shootout, right? Because you need to make two stops yeah. in a shootout. And I believe that the Titans can do that more so than the Bengals. So I'm, I'm going to have to stick with the number one seed. They earn the defense helped them earn that number one seed, and they're going to stay the number one seed. I mean, when the Titans were fully healthy, and this this was back in October, um, they had they had games where they beat the Bills, Chiefs, yes. Colts, yeah. and Rams in and consecutive games. Yes. All games, obviously, except the all teams except the Colts that are, are still in the playoffs. So that 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 tells you something right there that when they're at full strength, they are a very hard team to beat. I just I think it's definitely that this future is bright for the Cincinnati Bengals team, but I just don't think they get it done this year. Exactly. Um. So you're taking you're taking them to cover. I am taking them to cover. I I would take them to cover also. Yeah. Uh, probably the least anticipated game Saturday night. I wish this was Saturday afternoon. So I could pot, if I had something going on, yeah. I wouldn't feel bad about missing right, it. Right. Um, 49ers, Packers. Uh, Packers are favored by six points. Do you think that's too small? Um, I think that's a good line. I, I, I'm still still gonna stick with the Packers in this one. I feel like, um, if there if there's a wild card team that's going to make a run at a Super Bowl, I feel like it has to be the 49ers. However. A lot of that rests on Jimmy G, and it looks like he's going to be making at least one mistake per game, and it almost cost them last week against the Cowboys. Two mistakes that pretty much cost them the game almost. Um, But like I, I think it just comes down to quarterback play, and I I don't think the quarterback play is going to be close between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, the Packers are coming off a bye week, and they should you know be somewhat close to a um, full strength. I think the Packers do win this game, but I do not think they cover. Wow, okay. Um, a big thing about that line is whether or not Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa, right? Yes, Nick Bosa. And Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. Both of them got injured yeah. last game. Fred Warner returned, but okay. Nick, Nick Bosa obviously he, did not. He got a concussion. concussion. So yeah. we'll, we got to see what, if they're 100%. That'll be If they're yeah. not, this line, I, I would guess, is going to shoot up to maybe eight. Yeah. Eight to nine, yeah. probably. One thing to also keep in mind is Aaron Rodgers has never beaten the 49ers in the playoffs. Wow. So he's, he's 0-3 against them. So he has not um, had – and that's actually funny because um, I believe Aaron Rodgers didn't want to get drafted to the 49ers. Or, uh, oh, no, it was um, – I believe, I believe the 49ers passed on him. There, there was some. I, I was reading some story earlier. I cannot, I cannot remember. But there, there was a thing where uh, the 49ers either passed on Rodgers or they, um, Rodgers didn't want to go there. But that's besides the point. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> but I, um, if Nick Bosa plays, give me the under. If he doesn't play, give me the over. Okay. okay. Um, 
I I'm stick I'm obviously sticking with the Packers. Right. Jim, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo almost costed the 49ers the game twice. So he's going to cost it at least once, right. and I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm still sticking by that this is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers here to win a Super Bowl. I think it's about time they get another one, so we'll see what happens, though. All right, so now there's eight remaining teams left, all right? Let's go from—we went from top to bottom of most anticipated, game, anticipated games. Let's go from bottom to top okay. of— uh, of just teams of like power rankings of teams. All right. Who's your number eight? I think it's easy. I'm going to put the 49ers there. Obviously they are the, the six seed, the only six seed remaining, the lowest seed remaining. Um, obviously we just talked that it's a tough matchup against the Packers, but I think from a, from a team perspective, they do have the, the weakest roster, but they do have a lot of potential to, they could pull off an upset. It's going to be tough, but yeah. they could. I mean, they are the only wild card team. That's right. That that one. Yeah, that's uh, right. So I'll put them at. I'll sledge them in at number eight. Mm-hmm. Who's number seven for you? Um, I'm gonna put the Bengals at seven. Uh, obviously, they're still a very young team, and they've they've showed a lot in in a short time. But I just think the teams ahead of them, the teams that I have ahead of them, are just a lot more apt to performing well in the playoffs and have more complete teams on both sides of the ball. All right, I'll put the Bengals there too. I mm-hmm. think those are the two easy ones to get yeah, out of the way. Yeah. Now, now, it gets, now it gets now tough. it gets tough. Now these are where those teams are like champ, like champ. They're 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 uh, league championship contenders. Now we're talking Super Bowl contenders yeah, here. All right, this is where it gets who's tough. coming in at number six for you? For me, it's it's between um, the Titans and the Rams. Um. Both both have pretty pretty complete teams, honestly. Uh, this is tough, but the, the thing, the issue that I have is with Matthew Stafford and his ability to turn the ball over. Obviously, he didn't make many make any mistakes in their game against the Cardinals, but um, in this in this upcoming game against the Buccaneers on the road, I mean Matthew Stafford just picked up his first playoff game, and obviously. Ryan Tannehill on the Titans hasn't had a ton of success in playoffs. He has picked up a good amount of wins, and he's made it to a conference championship. But I'm going to slide the Rams at number six. For number six for me, I believe in – I honestly, I believe in the Rams too. I um I do. Uh, I I have the Titans higher. Okay. There's another team that I, will, I know that I will slot below them. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'd have the Rams coming in at number six. So who's number five? Yeah, it's it's the Titans for me. Um, they do have a complete team. I do, however, worry that Ryan Tannehill is going to be the reason why this team loses. Obviously, even when Derrick Henry was playing, he wasn't playing at the same level we've seen in the past. And when I'm looking at the four teams above the Titans, I trust their quarterbacks a lot more. And in, in playoff time, when the game is on the line, you need a good quarterback, though it's going to be clutch when you need the most. That's why I have the Titans at five. Um, for me, I'm putting the Buccaneers at okay. five. Um, between Bucks and Titans, really. Yeah. Titans, like you said, they. For me, they have a very complete team. Yeah. Brady is worth a lot, but man, losing Tristan Worth, not having Chris Godwin, not having possibly not having Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones. It's a lot. Of, there's a lot yeah, of maybes. Definitely. A lot of maybes, and I don't think that deserves top four if you got a lot of maybes. Right. I, I agree. I, I totally I totally see what you're saying. Um, 
But the the difference is, in my opinion, is the Buccaneers have Tom Brady. Yes, the Titans have Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, both teams are going to be at home for this week, maybe um, next week as well. Uh, but for me, I mean, I, I still would take the Buccaneers' defense over the Titans' defense. Obviously, the Buccaneers' offense has a lot of a lot more question marks than the Titans' offense just due to all the injuries. But, I mean, you can make an argument for either one above, mm-hmm. above one another. So I mean, coming in at number four for me is the Titans. Okay. That, okay. I mean, I think if they were to play each other right now, I do think the Titans would end up on top. I think Derrick Henry would absolutely take over. Would you change your mind if that game was in Tampa? No, look at for those two teams. I don't feel locations that valuable. Okay, I think I think well, uh, so yeah, obviously four for me would be the box, and the reason is I keep stressing that the quarterback play is is a big thing for me, and obviously I think that even if the the box don't have someone like a Tristan Wirfs or a, a Leonard Fournette, I think with the energy that I felt. In that stadium, uh, <laughs> even though it was against the Eagles, I think that that alone will be able to elevate some of these players' performance. And guys like Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard did step up. Obviously, was against a lesser team, but they still have Gronk. They still have Mike Evans, and they still have Tom Brady, who keeps breaking record after yep. record. So it's it's really kind of hard to put him any any lower than I, four, in my opinion. I, I do get that. Uh, coming in at number three for me is the Chiefs. Okay. After what I saw last, I'm going. I'm going recency biased here. Um, I just the Chiefs. I don't know if they can compete. If they were to fit, like we'll see. We'll see if I'm wrong. Yeah, they can compete with the Bills. I don't know if they would be able to compete with the Packers right now. Right. I think they would be able to just beat the rest of these teams. But though those the Bills and Packers, those are my top two. And then there's the Chiefs. Um, uh, they, they have been. They started off rough, then they got good, and then this past game looked kind of like how they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. This this one's tough for me because um, of the three remaining teams, the Bron. I mean the not the Bronx, the <laughs> Packers. Um, the one weakness they do have is their defense, and that could be the thing that prevents them from winning a Super Bowl this year. Obviously, the Chiefs and the Bills both have better defenses than the Packers. So for me, at number three, uh, I'm, I'm going to put the mm, – this is tough. I'm going to put the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to put the Chiefs. Um, probably, probably a little bit of recency bias playing in as well, but – the Chiefs, based off their last game, if they don't play a complete game, they're not going to be able to beat the Bills. And obviously, the Chiefs have probably one of the, I mean, probably top two, top three quarterback in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. And occasionally, that defense just decides to not show up. And if they don't show up against the Bills, it may not even be close, honestly. Yeah. So I'll put the Chiefs at three. Coming in number number two for me is the Packers. Okay. Um. I have to wait to see what they what they are. Uh, you brought up their defense. That's their only skept- skepticism, a uh, little cr- uh, criticism around them. But Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP for the second year in a row now. Yeah, I agree. So uh, I'm putting him at number two. Coming in at number one for me is the Bills. Also recency biased. That was insane. That yeah. game was that that performance by Josh Allen vaulted them yeah. into the top position. Uh, I I just I think Bills could. 
We'll see if they can beat if they can beat the Chiefs. I believe that it becomes their Super Bowl to lose now. Yeah, I think for me number two is going to be the Bills. Um, I I look at that game and I was impressed a lot with the Bills, but we also have to keep in mind that it was against a team that arguably shouldn't have even been there based off of some of the wins they had through the year. Uh, obviously. They, they broke history. They, they broke records in that game. The, the Bills were just a, a complete team. Like I said, I do have the Bills uh, winning this game this week against the Chiefs. However, I just think that um, when, I, when I'm comparing to a team, the Packers, who have been you know the, the best team in NFL for, for a large part of the season, obviously they didn't, they didn't play in wild card weekend, but I still think they are the best team in football, and they, they are still the team to beat. I think even with even with their defense being being a weak link, I think their offense can do just enough to win in win in any shootout. Um, especially with with Aaron Rodgers, I prefer him over Josh Allen because he's been there, done that. And even even though the Bills have a better defense, if in a Packers Bills Super Bowl, I would take the Packers. So. All right, yeah. So that that was our that that was the power rankings for the divisional round. We'll see how it ends up. And yeah. See how our picks end up and our picks for this week and then our overall bracket picks right, right. end up. Um, now we'll get to the new segment. The, the our It's betting time. <laughs> it's betting time. Yeah. It's betting time Um, where Jet has a few bets that he enjoys, yeah. correct? Yeah. These, yeah. A lot of these are like. Bets that you, you won't hear a lot about. A lot of them are like different player props, different you know scenarios that could happen. That if I was putting my money out on the table, I would throw my money onto some of these bets. I don't know if Eric would do the same with some of his bets, but I'll start off with um, a probably probably a bit of long shot because the odds are at plus nine hundred, and this this bet is for any offensive lineman to score a touchdown. Obviously, we saw one. Offensive line for the Bills score a touchdown last week. I think a, another Bills offensive lineman is Ooh. going to score a touchdown. I'll even give you a name. Um, Deion Dawkins. Deion he has, Dawkins. He has two touchdowns in his career already. Uh, one of them actually was in, in the regular season. If the Bills, you know, get on that one two-yard line, everyone will think it's going to, you know, maybe Allen running it in for a QB draw, digs on the outside. But Deion Dawkins <laughs> will get it. Uh, plus 900. Obviously, I wouldn't put a huge amount of money on it because it is it is a a long shot bet. But if if you're feeling feeling like a gambling man or woman, um, go 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 to try this bet out. It's it's on a uh, FanDuel sportsbook. So yeah, I mean you put one where do- where it's legal, obviously. <laughs> put one dollar down, you win nine bucks. <laughs> yes, you do. Figure that out, right, Jet? <laughs> um. I'm looking through a few right now. Uh, most passing yards. Ooh, wow. So, right now the favorite for most passing yards is Tom Brady. Okay. That's the Rams defense. Okay. Um, then it's Aaron Rodgers. Then it's Patrick Mahomes. Then it's Matthew Stafford. Then Joe Burrow. Then jo- Josh Allen's plus 600. Wow. That's... I. I uh. That's a good bet, honestly. I like that bet. I mean, this is on FanDuel, and this is divisional specials right now. I like that bet. That's a good bet, especially that game's going to be a shootout. I, I don't I don't really see it not being, and if, if it is a shootout, obviously Josh Allen's going to be the one yeah. throwing the ball. I would either take Mahomes or Allen in that game over anybody else. 
Yeah. Uh, but I would take I out of the odds plus 600 for Allen to have the most passing yards this divisional weekend. Yeah. Um I'm really feeling that. Okay. So my so this is a lock for me. This is a player pl- player prop lock of the week for me. This is Rob Gronkowski scoring a touchdown against the Rams uh, plus 105 odds. Every time we see Brady and Gronk in the playoffs, good things happen. Gronk scored a touchdown last week against the Eagles. Wouldn't be surprised if he scores another one this week against the Rams. So I I believe that's easy money right there. Obviously, you won't get a huge payout, but you will get a a decent decent return on investment. Um, my I'm looking right now. My lock of the week. It's pretty. It's what what were the odds on your lock? Uh, plus one hundred five. Plus one hundred five. Okay. So mine's just plus a hundred. Okay. All right. It's Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon to combine for 150 oh, rushing yards. Yeah. That's that's easy. Yeah. That's a lock. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. Both teams. One both of, of them. One of them is probably gonna get 150. <laughs> yeah. 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 One can carry alone, and, I, yeah. and, you, and boom, you win an extra hundred dollars. I, mean, I mean, that's 75 a piece. That's like. It's, it's, that's very. It's, that's capable, very, very especially capable. against the opposing defenses. Yeah. They're oh, not yeah. very. Prominent deep no, run defenses. No, yeah, I like that. Yeah. What's your next one? Okay, my my last one. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, so if I would, so I'm looking at the Bills Chiefs over under, and that's at fifty four and a half, and we think it's gonna be a shootout. But I just feel like to bet the over on that is just is too much in my opinion. I'll say I'll say it's under, but not by much. I I think it's around the fifty to fifty three range. Honestly, I think we're looking at like a twenty seven. Tw- I I just can't see it going. I can't see both teams being in the thirties. So I'm gonna say like twenty seven, twenty four. Okay. Not not a crazy shootout, but there's still. A decent amount of points put on yeah, the board. You'd be a little nervous if it got if it got yeah, that if it, just, got, if it got that fifty one. I just think over fifty four and a half is too much. I do. Okay. Then we're looking at potentially like what thirty thirty 20, to twenty five. Thirty to twenty five. Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously it's possible, but I, I like I like the under. I do. All right. I do. I mean I'll I'll talk about the money line in general for this okay, game. Let's hear right? this. Um it's a simple bet. It's nothing extraordinary. I don't. You're not like risking it all. It's the Bills are plus 108. And if I put 100 down, what would I get? 108 back. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I. It's not that's for the Bills to have what I would. It, they're minus one and a half. Yeah. And then you're given it's minus one and a half on the on the spread. Right. But the money line itself is plus 108. Oh, that's, yeah. I have, like, spread-wise, I almost have a 50-50 shot definitely, at hitting. Definitely, yeah. I think I think that's a great bet. I would definitely make that bet if um, if I was able to, and I'm sure you would do the same. So. <laughs> yep, if I was able to. Sadly, we live in Florida. Yeah, we do. So that will not be happening. But for anyone listening, uh, where gambling is legal, um, 
we highly advise you maybe checking in on some of these bets, especially on FanDuel Sportsbook or wherever uh, you place your bets because we feel like some of these are going to win people some some money this week. And we'll, we'll definitely, uh, going forward, we're going to continue this new segment. We'll talk about other sports as well as, as we get into other games. But also remember, we are not legally responsible for any that's pro- correct for any bets that you make on that's your correct. own. That's correct. That's correct. That is... That is your guys' personal choice. Yes, yes. You can take our suggestions. Just advice, not just advice. We you don't can take it, leave it. We don't care. We can't predict the future. We can only advise on what we think is going to happen. Uh, but obviously, you take that with a grain of salt because we are not experts. Remember, guys, we are not gambling men. <laughs> we, are not, we are not gambling men. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, we got everything. Is there any any other news that you feel the need to talk about? I'm just hoping that the MLB gets their act together. Hopefully oh, yeah, the MLB. Um, a... First proposal was made a few last week. Last week. Last yeah, week. last week. And Still apparently nothing. the Players Association was not happy with no. the proposal, which uh, they never are. I, with I the think first we're proposal. in serious danger of games getting canceled because obviously pitchers and catchers are, are scheduled to report um, in February, and we're, we're almost at the end of January. So I wouldn't mind having a shortened spring break, spring training. Yeah, yeah. There's been in conversations, anyways, about shortening spring training. I think it's I think it's too long, anyways. It 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 causes for an increase in injury. Um, I think players would be against that though, because obviously, obviously it, it it takes a while to get your timing down. And for a first day of spring training, guys, guys are, I mean, they're they're the best players in the world. But even, they're, even, they're practice. They should be practicing every day. Or yeah, like but it's, it's nothing like seeing seeing that you know that that opposing pitcher that you saw all last year throwing ninety five plus, and you've been you know been hitting off your your batting practice coach who's in his sixties throwing like eighty miles an hour. I mean, it's. I'm not maybe like shortening it a week. What is it like five weeks long? Is spring training five weeks? It's uh, about I think it's like five six weeks. Okay, yeah. yeah. shortening it to a month. A month of baseball. Yeah. Come on, we've seen people get on hot streaks in. I, month. I could just see the type of thing where spring training starts later, but then it ends later, and then that cuts into potentially the. Yeah, well, I also don't mind cutting off a few games. Bring not it, too. bring it down. To 152, maybe. Yeah. 150. Yeah. I think it needs to be a lot more, but yeah. obviously you can't do that because it's owners don't like that because no. it's a loss of profit. No. But cutting it down to cutting it down 10 games, it adds more rest days Definitely. and it and it just less stress on the body. Definitely. And then you could possibly move playoffs up to where then you can get you can have your time before really getting intruded by the NFL season. Right. Right. Hopefully this gets resolved soon. Um, it doesn't seem like there's been any progress. Uh, do you think there's going to be any big changes with the negotiation? Like any like universal DH is going to be included in the new CBA? I think we will see universal DH. I do this year. I, I do believe I do believe it's going to happen this year. Let's go. I do. That's gonna o- that opens up players' chances because it opens up the an entire half of the league. I think I think it's it's good for both sides. Obviously, you create more offense. Obviously, some pitchers aren't going to be happy, but you give another guy an opportunity Who, to be in the lineup. Bum Gardner, who's a bum and, now in and Arizona, it's, <laughs> and it's not and it's not like we're saying pitchers won't can't hit. Like if you want to give a pitcher an at bat, and if you trust him more than one of your pinch hitters, like that'll still be allowed. But I just think we've we've seen too many injuries with with pitchers, whether yeah. it be on the base paths or or in the box as well. It exactly just, and. It it opens up like like for example for my Yankees, 
Gary Sanchez. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a rough hitting season, but like now you can open up an entire half of the league for a guy that is not great on the field mm-hmm. to just be a DH. Because right. he can't be that for the Yankees. Right. Because we have Giancarlo Stanton right. already filling that role. So it just opens it up. Opens up players' opportunity a lot more so I see the Players Association being for it. And I wouldn't see why the owners wouldn't be for it because it adds more action to, you know, to the baseball. The only people that are against it are the guys that you know, like the traditional game of baseball. The, the, oh, the, the get NL out of here, old it. heads. Yeah, I mean, it's we're, we're in a new era. Like, obviously, analytics play, plays a big role in it. And no one's really bunting anymore because of that. So yeah, I, think we're, exactly. I think we're seeing a new new wave of this game. And uh Hopefully we we get back to baseball soon. So. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wa- watch it just be fixed like that. <laughs> Some GM hires could be happening soon. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. coaching has to start soon. Um, yeah. Like like my Giants. Hopefully this week I hear some news. Yeah, I saw actually saw a graphic on um, CBS, which I was so they predicted some of the landing spots for some of the coaches that they actually had the Giants getting Brian Flores. And the, my Dolphins getting uh, the Chiefs OC Eric Bieniemy, who, who has not been interviewed, and I don't really, I haven't really heard much of him, his name being um, thrown I around. Know. I think he, I thought he's been, should be a coaching candidate. He was the hot name the last few years, but apparently there, it, it might be because the Chiefs are, you know, missed their their playoff run, and he just doesn't want to deal with any of that right now. But there's a lot of coaches that are though, so I, I don't really. Know. Yeah. I, I've always thought of him as a, uh, a potentially a really good, really good head coach. Um, off, great offensive mind, yeah. obviously, as you can oh, see. Yeah. Under the Andy Reid tree, and that's been more successful yeah. than, let's say, like the Belichick tree. Yep, yep. So, definitely. But, yeah, that was episode 38, episode the Kurt Schilling. Pom- uh, Kurt Schilling, <laughs> Kurt Schilling <laughs> episode. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you all next week. Peace out.